something we talk about often on the Family Brand podcast is that we want our children to know who they are, to love who they are, and believe in who they are. And earlier this year, our oldest daughter, Ivy, turned nine, and I read a statistic about that same time that a girl's confidence peaks at the age of nine. And I thought, I have to have someone on the podcast to talk about this because Ivy, she's just so like confident and excited about life and so sure of herself. I want her to have that forever. How can I have that forever for Ivy? And I immediately thought of my friend Hillary. She has a company called Meant to Be Me. They do local classes in Gilbert, Arizona for girls Ivy's exact same age. And it's all around around this idea of teaching them to know who they are, love who they are, believe in who they are. And I, this episode is so good. I'm taking so many things away from it. And I love what they say on their website. We can't wait to help your daughter remember that she is exactly who she is meant to be. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. I have two lovely guests today, Hillary and Kristen, and they, along with their partner, Lindsay, have started a company called Meant to Be Me. And I'm so excited to learn from them myself today. Um, you guys tell me or tell our listeners also a little bit about what Meant to Be Me is. Yes. Hi, Melissa. We're excited to be here. So Thanks. I am Kristen, and I'm one of the founders of Meant to Be Me. And like Melissa just said, I'm sitting here with Hillary, our original founder of the company is not able to be here today, Lindsay. And she just had this idea a couple of years ago. We got really into self-help. And, you know, Jody Moore type life coaching stuff, just really becoming aware of our thoughts, our feelings and how to love ourselves as in our thirties, we're just having all these aha moments. And she had this idea of what if we found a way to teach this and instill this to our girls at a younger age, right? So they can have this through their teen years when it gets so hard and confusing. And so she was wanting to find some sort of classes to put her, her daughter in who was in the tween type preteen age range. And so we just all partnered together because between the three of us, we have nine girls that range from ages seven to 14. And that just also happens to be the age range where the research shows confidence drops by 30%. It's just a normal, natural thing that happens. And I think it makes a lot of parents panic a little bit like, oh, where's my confident little girl? What's going on? And so we're all just super passionate about coming together to take these types of lessons and put them in group classes for the girls. That is so cool. I love that you saw a problem in your own lives or a challenge and you created something to help to help solve it. That is really cool. And that was actually some of that research that you talked about was the catalyst for this episode really is about how we can like increase confidence in our daughters, because I had read a statistic that said that girls' confidence peaks at age nine. And my oldest daughter, Ivy, had just, she just turned nine. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, like 
how do I how do I bottle bottle this up and help preserve this confidence that she has now? So grateful to have this resource, you guys here to help me learn how to do that. And then Hillary, how did you get started in this in this meant to be me program? Well, Kristen and Lindsay were friends and they had we just had been talking really about just our passion being mothers and raising daughters. And they invited me to be a part of, to be a part of this business and to be able to work with them. And it has just been a phrase that we use a lot is in trying to help the girls is the world needs who you are meant to be. And we've oftentimes thought, what if we really believed this and we were able to help girls discover this truth for themselves. And it's just been such an amazing, beautiful journey. That is really beautiful. And I think you're right. A lot of times I see that in myself. It, these are lessons that I'm learning as, in, as I'm in my 30s. And what a gift like that you're giving these girls that they can learn that, learn these things when they're, when they're younger. Um, you kind of touched on this a minute ago, but why specifically did you choose this age, age range? And what um, age range do you do you specialize or say is the best age to kind of do this type of work? So our classes, kind of our age range has been from about fourth to seventh grade are usually most of the girls that we see come to class. There are exceptions. We do have, we have girls come that are third graders. And a lot of that kind of when they're right on that, you know, right on that cusp of, um, of age is kind of really up. We leave it up to the parents to kind of reach out to us and, and let us know what they're seeing, what they're dealing with, with their daughter. And we absolutely welcome them to come to class if their parents, mom or dad feels like they're ready. I mean, we even have, we even have grandparents that reach out that are the ones that are bringing, that are bringing their, their granddaughters to class. So we, we also, we have just found Kristen touched on it, that we see from about seven to 13, that that is where there is a lot of, we see confidence start to plummet oftentimes with girls. And this is nothing that is result of the home or parents. It just is science. It just is something we see with girls. And so we, we've chosen specifically to focus on that age. And I've even seen as a mother of four daughters myself, I have just kind of learning to be aware of things to look for or something just slightly changing in their personality or not wanting to make eye contact or, you know, just little things to look at that we start to realize Ooh, something, something's not going on. Maybe I need to ask more questions. Maybe I need to listen more to my daughter. So we just really believe too that we won't be distracted by comparison if we're captivated with a purpose. Hmm. So um, anyways, that's kind of why we've chosen that age. I love that. No, what you just said, they're captivated by a purpose. Um, you mentioned too, just a second ago, what, you know, a couple of things like that you might look for. You said maybe loss of eye contact, like what other things might you look for to know, like, Hey, maybe, maybe we need to dig in a little deeper here. Like there's may, might be something going on. Yeah. I, my third daughter actually, so she's only in second grade. And so for a while we were just doing the classes, you know, fourth grade to seventh grade. 
And it started pretty young for her. I mean, even age six, seven, when she um, started caring a lot, what people thought about her was always saying, I can't bring that snack to school anymore because so-and-so said something about it. So now my favorite snack isn't okay. Or look Mm -hmm. at how I look in the mirror, you know, but what she used to see was just her cute self, which I still saw in her now just, you know, my teeth are so crooked and this, and it just was like, wait, you're, you're so young to be going through this. That's actually kind of what inspired. We just kind of started taking third graders and I squoze her in because she is a second grader. Um, I squoze her in because I'm like, she needs this now. Like I am telling her some of these things at home, but there's just also something that we found about bringing a group of girls at a similar age together where they can see each other, raise their hand and say, how many of you have ever looked in the mirror and seen something that maybe you didn't love about yourself? Or how many of you have worried what people think of you and seeing everyone like, oh, it's not just me feeling these things. Everyone feels that too is powerful. I actually just asked her today because she's only come to a couple of the classes and I had been pretty concerned about her and some anxiety that she has also. And I had asked her how she felt coming to class that helped her with that. And she just said, it really has helped me to love myself and not worry so much about what other people think of me. So it's just neat to see, you know, already in a couple of months, her getting that boost. Well, and to kind of go along with that, there's just so much power we have found with this in-person model of gathering a group of girls together. There's always, you'll see if we ask a question and there's no hands You might see one brave girl raise her hand and then all of a sudden you see kind of heads turn to each other in the classroom and three or four more raise their hand as they're looking around like, oh, we're actually so much more alike than we thought. And a light bulb moment, right? Of just realizing I'm not alone. And we really, really try to focus and tell these girls from the moment that they walk in We want Meant to Be Me to be a safe place, to be a place where these girls can share real experiences that they are having at school and that they can open up. And that is they, we encourage them as you guys have courage to open up and share experiences. I I bet you will see even here in this classroom today that there will be others that are that can relate to you. And we see it don't we time and time again. So I love that. We, the podcast episode that is going to air right before yours, we just um, recorded it and it's actually all about belonging and how that's like the most basic of human needs is belonging mm-hmm. to not feel like you're alone. So I love that you're like, you're meeting that need through this, through this community, but also just allowing them to just feel that by being a part of your community that, Oh, I'm not alone. Like mm-hmm. there's other people that are going through these same, these same things as me. So important. Yeah. Belonging is huge. So what are the different topics that you covered? So we have seven different classes that we teach throughout the year. And then we kind of start over when the new year comes and the first couple of them focus a lot and they're all in a very intentional order. Um, it doesn't matter though, if you missed a couple classes, any class that you join in, you'll be able to benefit a ton from, but they are in an intentional order. And the first couple of them focus on the power of their thoughts and how to feel their feelings, which is based so much in good mental, emotional health. And so we give them that, that foundation first so that they kind of understand how they feel about themselves 
essentially is coming from how they think about themselves. So once we give them kind of that um, background, then we go into loving themselves and building that self-worth of loving themselves exactly how they are. We also spend a whole class on body image specifically for girls because that's so important. And then once they have that foundation, then the rest of our classes have to do with confidence. So I always like to just differentiate between the two of them because they are interchangeable sometimes, self-esteem, self-worth, self-love, self-confidence. However, your self-worth stuff has to do so much more with I am enough today. No matter what I accomplish, no matter what I do or don't do, I'm worthy and I'm whole and I'm, you know, just how I am. So that you want to establish first. And then confidence is more like my belief and my ability to do something, right? Like, what are my values? What are my goals? How do I want to achieve them to live an even better life and contribute to the world? So we teach them a lot about risk and failure and how that's okay, you know, and essentially we, our classes end on helping them have better relationships once they can love themselves and have confidence how to be a good friend and not bully and uh, good relationships with their families and stuff. So it's kind of the outline that we go through. Okay. That sounds amazing. I, (laughs) I love, I love all of that. And yeah, what, so I'm just thinking, okay, so I moved, I used to be in your state, but I moved out. Like, how can I, is there a way that people can learn? I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I get these things to my daughter? Like these are so important. What would you recommend for, for someone who maybe couldn't attend the in-person classes? Yeah, I have several resources that I, that we'll share that we have pulled because we did definitely didn't create this all on our own. We've pulled from different books and online resources, and we've just kind of pulled the best of the best together to to put things together. So any of those would be great for parents to use and to work through at home with their families. We have dreams someday of being able to get our curriculum ready for people to purchase and be able to create their own small groups of girls wherever they live or to do in their homes as well. So. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to be your first, your first purchaser (laughs) because, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And I love how also you talked about how important it is to teach the girls to take risks and that risks are okay. And that failure is okay. I think that that, is that something you see sometimes as the girls reach this age that they stop like putting themselves out there, stop taking risks? Um, Yes. And one, one thing that we really, like Kristen said, you don't have to take every single one in order, but there is, the order is very intentional. And um, just trying to help the girls understand that negative thoughts that we have, negative thoughts are not true. And Mm -hmm. our feelings are not facts. And that confidence is actually a skill. So by kind of understanding, oh, I have the power to, I have control over my thoughts. I have power to tell that thought to leave. I, which then will essentially, you know, affect how I feel. And it is, it's just all interconnected. And, but that girls can come into class and we have seen that we have, we have seen so many times where a girl will come into class and we always kind of laugh as girls come in. We'll see some that are just chipper and excited to be there. And they're just walking all over the place and saying hi to everybody that comes in. And we're like, they wanted to come. And then we see others that come in and, you know, 
I mean, even to the extent of, you know, shoulders kind of forward, head down, not really wanting to make eye contact. And we, you can just know, okay, their mom, dad, grandparents sign them up and, you know, grateful that they're here joining us tonight or, you know, we teach classes in the day as well. But the beautiful thing that we have seen so many times is that those girls, they leave different than they came in. And once again, it goes back to just the power of just gathering girls together um, and just opening up and letting them know that, you know what, there, there are so many people that are going through exactly what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And that for the hour and a half that they're ours, we just hope that they feel loved. I love that. Do you have any um, any specific like, experiences or stories that you would want to share, like that you've seen, you know, whether that's within families or within the girls themselves that have come to your classes? Uh, one that stands out to us as a, a email that we got from a mom last summer, you know, we were in the middle of the pandemic, which we've all now realized was also a mental health crisis for for everyone in so many ways. And even though we don't necessarily advertise this as mental health, you know, it is, you know, I have a friend who's a therapist who's brought her daughters to classes who says, you know, what you're doing is cognitive behavioral therapy. I mean, it really is, you know, you're just doing it in a fun kind of playful way for the girls. And so it was really cool that we had, uh, I think she's about sixth or seventh grader come to some of our classes over the summer, especially the ones that had to do with your feelings and everything. And she shared with us that her daughter had come to her saying, you know, mom, I think I was kind of having a panic attack. I'm so nervous about this online school stuff and just all the changes that we're experiencing this year in 2020. And I, I was able to take what I learned from the class and calm myself down, realize what I was feeling, kind of process through it. And it, it just was a huge thing for her because she'd been struggling with it for a while. So the mom was just like, I, I can't thank you enough, you know, for helping with that. So those are neat to hear. That's amazing that you're how you're, you're actually changing lives. That's so amazing. So yeah, Uh, one thing, um, I have to say that even being in there, you know, as a teacher with these girls, I learn a lot from them that I can bring home being a mom for my own daughters. And I want to share kind of just a, a personal experience once again, from just seeing the power of um, of listening and mm-hmm. that I have been able to practice in class with these girls as we listen to them share so many experiences, um, which is essentially really what we want. We want the girls leading out in these classes, not us. Mm-hmm. So a few weeks ago, um, one of my daughter's feelings had been really hurt. And I tried to reason with her and explain maybe why it happened. And um just tried to make her feel better thinking that it would just, you know, magically go away. Right. Mm-hmm. And well, I had it all wrong. And I had learned that from a podcast that I had listened to before on the power of letting our kids sit in the dark sometimes. And I think so often we want to be the rescuers as mothers, we want to be that helicopter parent that goes in and just kind of makes everything better. And there's so much power in letting them sit in the dark and joining them in that dark place. And my takeaway was just um, silence, listening, 
and not trying to take it all away rather than trying to be that superhero that just makes everything better. There's just, and Kristen has a lot to add to that too, but um, that was just a, a really powerful kind of light bulb moment for me as a mom. Thank yeah, you well, sure. I would say that's, that's very much our face your feelings class of teaching them to not mask their feelings, but to like to sit in their feelings. It's okay to feel them as long as you need to. And then that's something we can do as parents, like she shared, is to not step in a rescuer, which I have told her that in my own personal therapy, that my therapist has worked with me so much on not rescuing my loved ones, you know, and just sitting with them and paying attention to their feelings and helping, helping empower them, which we're trying to empower girls with this whole thing, empower them that they themselves are the ones who can get the light to come back on in their lives. And it, but so I think you're right. It's so easy as, as a parent, you want, you don't want them to like be hurt. You don't want them to feel so hard. It is so hard. like, we're acting like it's an easy thing to do. It is the, hard. the hardest. <laughs> and you feel like as a parent, like, Oh, I can, I can make this all, this all go away. But like you're saying, that's not what is ultimately, you think you're doing what's best, but it's not mm-hmm. ultimately what will most survive. Right. It's so yeah. true. So what can, what can parents do at home to help build their daughters or children's specifically daughters, I guess, in this mm-hmm. case, um, self-worth and confidence? Mm-hmm. So uh, in a nutshell, so many things, but I'm going to keep it really simple here. <laughs> um, and go ahead and add as I miss things. I know that this is an important question that for sure we want everyone to be their takeaways today, since not everyone is able to come to these classes right now, but what can they start doing right now? And, and I'll share which of these things are for specifically for girls and which are for everyone. And the first ones I'm going to share are just really for any age, child, boy or girl. So, um, so, and the first one is what always is the first thing whenever we're trying to teach or build anything in our children. And sometimes it's the hardest is modeling it. So, when we talked about the difference between self-love and confidence. So modeling both of those for our children. So modeling self-love might look like, for example, last week I got kind of snappy with my kids and kind of, you know, had to send myself to time out some time in my room to breathe. And I was feeling kind of bad about it because I wanted to do something fun with them, but I was short tempered and I was letting, I was kind of beating myself up about that. Um, and I kind of reminded myself like, okay, that's okay. I still love that part of me that that got snappy with them. And when I went out and apologized to my little guy for, you know, maybe not talking very patiently with him. And I said, you know what? I love myself when I am patient and playful and fun with you. And I love myself when I'm not. And guess what? I, and it leads into my next point, which is then modeling that unconditional love for my kids. So always telling your children, I love you when you make good choices and I love you when you don't follow this rule. Like no matter what, my love for you does not change. Sometimes I'll be like, what? But what if I did something super bad? And I'm like, yeah, there, there'd be consequences, right? But your worth, your love, like, and it's not just with their behavior, but I think it's important for parents to also think about grades, accomplishments, you know, different things like that to make sure that they don't think that their worth or their love from you has to do with what they accomplish in life. It's like, whether or not you get that part in the school play, you, you're just as loved and you're just as amazing. So, and then modeling, modeling confidence, right. For our kids might look like 
us trying new things and and being honest with them like hey this is scary for mom right now i haven't done this very much you know but i want to gain this new skill it's important to me so i'm going to try would you support me in that and then doing the same for our kids really is when we kind of i love i love ralphie's main takeaway if anyone um doesn't know who ralphie is she's simply on purpose on instagram and on her website and she's just positive parenting guru and her main thing that i have learned is just look for the flower, pick the flower in your child's life. Essentially don't water the weeds. Don't focus so much on the negative things they do, but see their strengths, whether it's their personality or physical talents or something like that and pick the flower and, and, you know, focus on it and, and build that. And so if we can notice, just pay attention to what our kids' strengths are and to find ways to take those strengths and help them develop talents around it and be okay with failure and try things then really, I mean, that's, that's, those, those are the most important things I would say. It's so, it's so, um, I love that. And I don't know why, at least in myself, it's so hard. It's, you know, I can correct the things that I maybe see like, Oh, I want to maybe change this. It's so, it takes so much focus though to like, you're saying, find the flower and like reinforce like all those positive like gifts and qualities. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be, I don't feel like, but it is, it takes so much intentionality to really, to really do that, at least for me. Yes. You want me to share the resources also that? Yeah, maybe share them. Okay. I'll just share a couple of them. So we talked about how influential Jody Moore has been for mm-hmm. lots of us. She actually has, I think a pack of, if you go to her, her website, she has a pack of like six family home evening lessons is what they're called, but they are for all ages of teaching a lot of similar things to your kids. So Mm -hmm. those are awesome, awesome to use in your home and for family discussions. There's a book called Your Child's Self-Esteem that was huge for me. It goes way in depth into what it looks like to love yourself unconditionally, show your kids that unconditional love and how to build their confidence also. So that's just the whole book. Start and how to start from baby age to all the way growing up. It's a little bit of an outdated book. So there's some, some ideas in there that are a little bit outdated, but overall, um, is great. And something that I've loved about that book was that it said that the, the foundation for success in a child's life is their self-esteem. So really, I mean, if you think about all the things we want to teach our kids intentionally, like that comes first, right? Build that. And then everything else just kind of grows from there. So I would super recommend that book. Um, if we're talking specifically for girls, I, we loved the confidence code book. And that is almost kind of like graphic novel workbook style to like read with your tween girl or teen. So many fun scenarios of like things that are probably happening in their lives and at school and there's quizzes and there's, so we've used a lot of inspiration from that book in our classes. So that is a top one. And then also, sorry, what? That sounds fun. You're saying it's like a workbook too, not just. Right. It is. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's a great one. And then the last one I wanted to share is the Dove, um, the company Dove website. You know, they have a whole self-esteem movement and it is full of amazing articles and lesson plans for parents, moms, dads, and small youth groups and so many different things. So we've, our whole kind of body image lesson, so much of it comes directly from that. And those are all free resources that are amazing, amazing. And those are specifically for girls, I would say, in that tween teenage range. Got it. Those are some, sounds like amazing, amazing resources. Okay. So 
last question. What would you, I'm going to let each of you um, answer this, Hillary and Kristen. What would be, I guess, your last advice to to parents, to parents of tween teen daughters? Um, I think I would say, so a couple things. One-on-one time, just finding ways to, finding ways to capitalize on those things that your daughters love and do it with them and, or let them choose. You know, I love to give my girls options and to let them pick. And if they want to invite a friend, be open to letting them take a friend. Um, But I just, I really love one-on-one time. I love being able to just have conversations where they feel like there's nobody else listening to them. And, and then also for teenagers, my oldest, she's 14 and a half. So, you know, we're not, we're just, we're not really in the thick of it yet, but I, I love to, I'm one of the first to volunteer all the time to take their friends wherever they want to go. Or what do you want to do? You want to go here? You want to plan a river trip? Do you want to just I love being in the car with them. I love hearing conversations that they're having and joining in with them. And so just being an active, an active part in their lives is something that I find a lot of joy in. So that's great advice. I know you mentioned earlier, it goes along with, with this, like uh, one-on-one time is listening, Mm -hmm. being there, creating the conversations and the time. Even in the car, I spend a lot of time, maybe a lot of moms, that are listening can relate. I spent a lot of time in the car and I have had some, some really powerful experiences in the car. It almost, it almost actually makes me a little bit emotional, but when we're in the car and, you know, sometimes when I'm driving, I can't look directly at them. And sometimes when they're sitting down, having a conversation with the parent, that eye contact can be a little intimidating, can feel a little scary. But when you're driving in the car and your eyes are on the road and you just ask a question, there's been a few times where all of a sudden it's just kind of silent and I'll kind of glance over and that child doesn't have anywhere to go. They can't jump out of the car. They can't, there's nowhere to go, but to just sit there and my mom just kind of cracked a shell. And I, I guess I'm opening up right here, right? And there's just been some powerful conversations. I, I love conversations that happen in the car. And that's a place where I think most parents find themselves in the cars, <laughs> in the car with their teens. So it's a scenario situation that you're already having. I love how you're making me aware of that anyway, that, oh, this doesn't just have to be like, oh, we're getting from point A to point B, but so much more could happen in that, in that space. Mm-hmm. How about you, well, Kristen? Be your well, advice. Yeah, I just love, I'm going to build off of what Hillary said because I learned so much from her. I haven't told you, but I have, I've recently started doing that same thing of taking my oldest, my teen. I usually was not looking for those opportunities to drive them places. And then when Hillary shared like, oh, secret way to connect with them, I was like, okay, I will pick you and a couple of friends up and we'll go to lunch on Fridays. And I feel closer to her and her friends than I have in a long time. So I, I think that is just really, really smart advice. And that kind of goes along with, with what I would share as my, my biggest takeaway is look for moments of connection. And my favorite definition of connection is where there's vulnerability and there's validation, that that is what equals true connection in any relationship. And so if 
I am being a safe enough mom that my child feels like they can be vulnerable and open up Mm -hmm. about those things. And then I can validate them back. I can see how you would feel that, right? Try and not freak out about things that they tell me that I might want to freak out about, but just, you know, respond with that unconditional love that that's the, those are some of the best things that we can do during these years. I love that. Yes, me too. And I think our, I know our kids are looking for connection and they're, and they will, they will find it, you know, whether that's with their peer group or whoever, but I think how amazing if a lot of that connection and, and that belonging can come from, from a parent, like Mm -hmm. how amazing that would be. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm going to make sure and put all these resources um, in the show notes so people can, can find them. And also, can you tell us how, tell our listeners how they can, they can find you guys online or social media. Our Instagram account is meant to be me and we it's have meant to be dot me to find out. You're right. It's dot, in there. dot me. In case you can't find us. Yes. And um, our website is on, is listed on our Instagram feed. So, so that'd be the best way it would be go to Instagram and then they can link to. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it's just meant to be me.org. Okay. That's what it's about. Okay. okay. Guys are amazing. Thank you for taking the time to do this. And I can't wait to see, you know, these, these children today, like, I love that. I feel like there's so many resources like coming for them and you know how much, I don't want to say further ahead, but in some ways I feel like it is like they are able to, and you know, if they can start, you know, at age nine, like with this confidence and this knowing of who they are, like the amazing things that, that they're going to create in this world. It's so exciting. So Thank you for being here and your part in creating that in the world. Thank you so much. Hey there. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.